Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Carl's back. Greetings. Big Mike's back. How you doing? Our verse this week is Proverbs 30, verse 5. Mike, would you like to read that for us? Absolutely. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. All right. Our topic this week is what's our fail-safe, our firewall, our guardrails, so that way we stay on track. We say we want to shed our old habits, the old us, but what do we do to protect ourselves from ourselves? So what measures do we go to make sure we don't slip again? Or do we set our goals too high to where we fall off and give up? Or do we actually put them in place so that we know that they're there? Bob, I'm going to start off with you because I, I have a question. Ask away. Because at the table... You're not just the oldest, but the oldest Christian. Like, just slightly. You're slightly older than. Me. Yeah, I'm just slightly. So, yeah. so it's kind of a a two pronged question, though. Let's be honest. He's only like six weeks older. Come yeah, on, yeah. let's geez. <laughs> Six days. Six days. Whatever. Six minutes. But so early on, mm-hmm. I would say this is for all of us in our walk. We didn't even think about fail-safes or protecting ourselves. Or maybe that was something that we... I don't know if dread's the right word for it. But now that you... And I know you have some in place, right? Mm-hmm. What, what would make it easier... For someone who is freshly new, and I'm not, and I didn't mean easier like it's going to be all rainbows and unicorns easy. I mean like to listen to what you're saying and actually take it to heart to to put those in place. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; it takes a while to get any kind of failsafe put in place, uh, and I probably. What I call a failsafe is, is you're talking, are you talking about maybe slipping back into your old habits? Is that what you're talking about? Anything. Whatever whatever you think. So for me, for me on this topic, before you answer that, I wanted to, now that I got put organically or me being me in a position where others might lean on me or to look up to me. Or do or whatever, right? For religious questions, for whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to put out. I didn't want to put that mask on, or say I was doing something, and actually wasn't. Right. So I put those people. My fail safes are people mm-hmm. in place, <laughs> so that way I know that they're real, and they can come up and be like. Hey, even if it's an attaboy, give me an attaboy. Or, hey, you know, when you went and done XYZ, you were a little harsh on this one. 
Or, hey, that social media post that you put? Mm-hmm. Maybe change a different approach. Like, it could be anything. Right. But that's I, I didn't want to come off a bigger than him with a capital H. Right. But also, I didn't want me to fall back to the old me also. So it was those people that I put in place that I can lean on or that they would come to me and it wouldn't be totally out of character. And I knew that they were coming instead of just coming at me for XYZ. Right. So what you're saying is you found people that you trusted that you put in place that you could go tell anything or whatever and they yeah. would not judge you for it. They would uh, they would try to help you through whatever you're going through. Right. And and that's where I was at when I first I tell you, my problem when I first become a Christian, my problem was I was always sliding back into the same old pattern. Same old pattern all the time. And you know, and, and about and it took me a while to to absolutely figure out that I needed to, I needed a fail safe. I needed something I could lean on to be able to stay away from going back into that same old pattern. The preacher that actually come to the house, the one that I told that I didn't need God, was one of my fail safes. Him and his wife both. They taught me a lot. I mean, you know that that man. Him and his wife prayed for me for several months before he even come to the house to actually try to get me to come back to church or mm-hmm. you know and uh but i could go to that man i could tell and that's the thing that, that's the fail saves you really need you need to find trustworthy people that you know has your back that you know is not going to judge you for anything you say like you guys i can tell you guys anything and you guys do not judge me for it. You try to help me through it. You try, you know, and, and now you guys are my fail safe because that guy, the preacher and his wife are gone. They, they've passed. Um, but anyway, back to where I was saying, it took me probably, I was probably three, four years into my walk, you know, trying to, trying to figure things out. I mean, cause you know, it takes a while to figure stuff out. I mean, it really does. And even though you've got, people there trying to teach you and trying to guide you your walk is your walk's hard and i'm gonna tell you what it's not an easy walk to follow jesus by no means right not it's not you just got to understand that he's there for you and he does love you but my on on my fail safes how i actually because my problem was greed i i'm just gonna throw it out there i was a greedy man I really was. I thought if I wanted something, I seen something I wanted. I went for it. I fought tooth and nail. I do however I could get whatever I wanted. That's how I got it. I mean, it it, it just is. And about probably, you know, I, I I'd always find myself because I'm I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businessman. You know, right. I own my business, and and there's a thin line there. On that because that that'll kick in your greediness you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. because you, you think that oh well, I'm not making enough money here I need to make more here I need to do more here um, 
but I absolutely, what I done, I finally got tired of sliding back into that greediness and because I'd always find myself wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. And what I finally done is when I, when I absolutely see myself sliding back into my old ways, wanting more, wanting more, that's when I turned it around and I started giving things away. I mean, that just, you know, if I, if I see myself, my heart, if I felt my heart being like, oh, hey, I need more of this, I need more of this, then I would be like, hey, God, how about we do this? How about if I do this and glorify you this way? Mm-hmm. Just give it away. Give it away. Mm-hmm. Let God take care of it. And now, I mean, money does, money does, it, nothing in this world even means anything to me anymore. I mean, it, it's just stuff. Right. It's just stuff God has allowed me to have, and you know, if somebody needs it, there, there it is. Take it. I don't care. You know, um, for instance, I would have uh, here last last week. Well, yeah, last week, um, I had a gentleman brought his little truck out. It set on my lot. I got it done, but it set two extra days on my lot. Well, when he come to pick it up, he starts it up. And it's bellowing. I mean, it's just big old bellowing. So I cut the Cadillac and Burger off of it. You know, and back when I was unsaved, I would have been so infuriated. Don't you? I was. I was mad. I mean, that's just that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. I was. I was really furious. You mm-hmm. know, but and I'm like, you know what though? You know, I'm. I told little Bob. I'm like. Cause I was, you know, I was mad. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let that go because what if that guy was trying to feed his family? You know, mm-hmm. if he needed that Cadillac converter, I told Bob, I'm, I'm like, I just hope that he, he sold it for enough money to do whatever he needed to do. And I hope it was for the good, you know, but I mean, I, that cost me about 500 bucks time. It was all said and done, which it is what it is. I don't care. Right. Like I said, it's, Money don't mean nothing anymore because I, when I, like I said, when I would, I put that fail safe in, when I would start feeling like I was getting greedy, I would just start giving a lot away mm-hmm. just because I'm going to do the opposite of what my, of what my heart really thinks it needs to do. That way I can deter it back to where God wanted it to be. That was one of my fail safes, but you know, I could go to, like I said, I could go to, I could go to that pre, that preacher and his wife, Keith and Susan White, so it was. They were out of making, uh, nice, nicest people you ever meet in your life. I mean, and man, you talk about love the Lord, man, and people love the Lord. She was a little quirky sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they definitely love God, you know. And and I was, I was blessed. Because God put them two in my life. You know, and like I said, if you can get a fail-safe where you got good people in your life, and, and, and now God has blessed me with a lot of good people in my life. You know, that, that's my fail-safe now. Like, you, you know, you can, you can lean on somebody. Right. And that, that's the main thing is finding somebody you can lean on. Yeah. I mean, you know. And whether your actual fail-safe is a person. Right. It, it, but say you need something else for you to to come up with that agreement right like say it's 
too much time on your phone mm-hmm. or or pornography or whatever there's things that you and your person that's a fail safe can put in place so that way you only have two hours mm-hmm. on your phone you put a password in to protect right. websites or whatever and I'm not saying anybody here has those issues I'm just saying it doesn't always have to be a person no that's it and you know like I said I don't know if that answered your question or didn't answer your question but to really be honest uh, to answering that question well I know you gotta you gotta figure out what your fail safes are right you know and, and like I said the walk's not easy I ain't gonna lie it's a hard walk it's a hard walk follow Jesus but you know what it's the best walk you'll ever take right and the only reason I asked that is because I know in episodes past, you said, like, even here, coming to the podcast to do an episode, you're like, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say, and if I don't want to say it, then I'm not going to say it, and then you said yourself, like, it's comfort- comforting to you to even talk about topics. Yeah. You're sharing more now than what you actually thought was even. absolutely, yeah. So that was kind of like the kick, kind of, you know, like what what made you comfortable enough for the fail-safe to actually put it out there, be transparent. Because we all say that we want to be transparent until... Until it comes time to be transparent. Right. Yeah. Then we just kind of milk it over. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because you know, you know, you, you need to be transparent so you can walk alongside people that are struggling in the same way because they might need that. They might need that help, but you know that if you're guilty of something bad, people are going to look at you different. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. It's like a... It's a double-edged sword. It is. Yeah. exactly what I was going to say. It's a yeah. double-edged sword. is tough, but I think we need to get to a place where we're more worried about the people that need help from us than the crowd of people jeering at us. Right, mm-hmm. it's so hard. Uh, I mean, we talked off podcast. This is this is a tough one for me, and and you know I've talked about the struggle I fell into, and it was multifaceted. It wasn't one simple. There's one specific thing that really caused me a lot of guilt and shame, and I've been real vague about it, you know, for that reason. And mine was, and it's sort of my confirmation. That he brought it up. It was a porn addiction is what I fell into. And, uh, I mean, I could I could talk about where it originated, you know, and, you know, things that were provided to me when I was younger, but that's an excuse, and there's no excuse for it. Uh, you know, in Psalm 51, when David says his sin is ever before him, that's what it turned into for me. Like, even when I repented of it and turned away from it, like, I... I mean, it, 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 it rewires you. Sins of that magnitude, they rewire your brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it consumes you, it, it destroys you, it, it destroys your marriage, like it almost did mine. Uh, yeah, cause, it got me to a place where I had a hard time even believing that I could be forgiven for it. That was the biggest struggle out of it, that, uh, that he could forgive me. Like as soon as I acknowledged how far I had really fallen, the enemy changed gears from the temptation to the guilt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I swirled. 
when I talked in, in, a, in, in a previous episode about swirling, that was what caused it. The underlying, specific underlying sin that caused me so much guilt that I didn't believe I could be forgiven, like it caused me anxiety and panic attacks and everything, was, was that. That was specific. And I had to be, you know, specific about the sin to talk about the failsafe, mm-hmm. right? right? Because there's, you have, a, you have a part of the bargain. Like I say, it, rewire, it rewires your brain. And only God can heal that. Yes. And since then, he has. Like, I don't have that desire anymore. And, you know, praise him for that. But you have to take action steps on your end, A, to show that you're committed mm-hmm. to the process, mm-hmm. right? Pray that Psalm 51 prayer. Pray that prayer of Manasseh. You know, like, be serious. Humble your heart. Acknowledge your guilt. And take action steps. For me, it's not putting things like I... And maybe this isn't true, but I live my life as if that person that I became is lurking inside of me. And I don't want to become that person again because I hate him. I absolutely hate him. I look back at the person I was and I despise him. And I don't ever want to become him again. So I live every day strangling him so he can't ever bubble to the surface again. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, (laughs) because that, that that inner person that you're talking about, you struggle with. I mean that it's all evil. I mean 100%. You know, 100% evil. I mean, you know, and and you know, once Satan gets his meat hooks in you, it's hard to get him back out. It's very hard. I mean, cuz he sinks them in deep and and then when you you talk about the swirling and when you're swirling like that, he's dragging you down at that time. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't he doesn't want you to get to that place of of Dependency upon God, no, because right. that's what God wants. He just mm-hmm. wants you to, to lay it at His feet and be dependent and surrender to it, and He can heal it. But you, like I said, you have to take some action steps to, to prevent yourself if you know that's a, your weakness or whatever weakness it is. For me, it's not putting images in front of myself that even has a has a a, a possibility of of bubbling up, bubbling yeah, that right. temptation up, right? right. So like. I, I don't mess with comics anymore because they're hypersexualized. I don't. I try not to put video games in front of myself that have that sort of content. Right. You know, if if I'm sitting at somebody's house and we're watching a movie and something comes up, I'll find something else to do. You know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. it's until it's over. The bouncing stuff. The yeah. bouncing eyes. Yes. Right? I, yeah. I try not to put that kind of stuff in front of myself. Now, I, you know, I trust him. I trust in the healing process, but I just don't want to put myself in that position again. And I right. think that's what I'm kind of trying to use this as an encouragement. But I will say this. You know, he sometimes he lets us fall. You know, even before, I, I never, I thought I loved him. I thought I understood his grace. I thought I understood his mercy, but I didn't. Looking back until he let me fall on my face and then go through that struggle to be rescued by him. Mm-hmm. I never really understood his grace. And I never really truly loved him like I do now until going through that. And, you know, you talk about the, you know, we talked before we hit record on the importance of gathering together and, you know, not being isolated. I was isolated before. Mm -hmm. If it hadn't been for that struggle, I never would have been led back into a fellowship of some kind to find some sort of answer for it Mm -hmm. that I found. I never would have been, you know, serving the community and met you guys. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be recording my own podcast to to Mike's consternation. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little, little joke. Little joke. You never would have got me where I am now. I wouldn't be right. sitting here right now where I'm supposed to be if he hadn't allowed me to struggle. And I'm not saying that the sin was his will. It shouldn't have taken that. I'm not proud that it took that. But I guess 
have hope <laughs> on the other there, there's hope on the other side of it but you have to engage in the process right. you know, to be healed from it. it it's like bob said earlier he took that negative and turned it into the, the positive. positive exactly right 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 well and the, the bible even tells us though that it's not by your works but he wants you to be working in your life exactly for that change exactly i mean so it is just like you said you, you know it's it's not a you know, for what our pastor calls it, a get out of hell free card. Right. It's a, you need to still be working for him. Mm-hmm. You need to still be working for that change in your life. Exactly. And no matter what addiction it is, because addiction to me is, I don't want to put it on the, to me, it's a lot like sin. It is, um, I don't want to say any one is bad or worse than the other, you know, or better, but at the same time, it's addiction is addiction. Exactly. You know, right. because it can overrun your life and it can ruin your life. It can destroy your life, whatever, whatever that is, you know, and, and we have to take control with his help, obviously, because you know, you, you, you couldn't do it yourself. Yeah. You, you couldn't do yourself. No. I couldn't, Ronnie couldn't, we, none of us could any battled any of the addictions or anything that we had by ourselves. And bro, I tried. <clears throat> right. I spent a long, I spent years trying. Right. Years trying, trying yeah. to work out my own, you know, work out my own salvation, but not in the way Paul meant it. It's that subtle difference between being saved unto good works mm-hmm. and trying to save yourself by your good works. It's not necessarily the works right. that are different. It's your heart condition and your understanding of the Absolutely. process that's different. Right. right. And I didn't understand that before. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. And even though, because you're going to lie to yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, every time. like those Satan talons are going to be in. And if you think that they're gone, a couple months later, a couple hours later, whatever, that broken fingernail or that broken nail is still in there. Yep. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You, then just yeah, and you can just always be sure that there's going to be some itching that's mm-hmm. going to come back, and you know, and that you have to battle through it, and you have to get through it, and you have to find those fail safes. You have to find those ways that you're battling. Not only through it, but past it, you know, so that you, the next time it comes, it's still going to hit and it's still going to be difficult, but you're still going to be a little bit further ahead of it. Yeah, and then, and, you know, the next why, time in the. That's why he tells us that we need to die to ourselves every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that, uh, you know, it, 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 and you know, my thing is, is as I'm like, I was like, Carl, you know, I tried to do everything for myself. I'm like, well, you know what? I can make this. I can make it work. I can be retired by the time I'm 55. That did not work. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but just think. But everybody at this table <coughs> is a fixer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You give us a problem, we're going to find the solutions for it. Yeah. But not everybody in this conversation is a fixer. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So like doing a diet it gets too hard i'm not gonna do the diet anymore right yeah but i mean you know and the thing is 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 that sin is like a diet you know uh you think you're out of it and you think you know but when it comes back like a diet when you start eating Mm -hmm. again you gain way more weight than what you even Mm -hmm. started off with so yeah the sin is kind of like the food. When it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, why, so you're in deeper than what you yeah. had ever dreamed of being. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. why seeking him for healing from it's so yes. important and seeking him in the right way. 
You know yes. what I mean? With with genuine confession, gen- genuine mm-hmm. humility. I, I would recommend sackcloth. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever I, it takes to, yes. to show that you're serious or even to, to get yourself to a place where you are serious. And and that's the ultimate is to obviously is to seek his forgiveness and everything. But we have to remember, too, is on the, the lower level of it, we have to remember to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And truly forgive ourselves. Because, because the healing process can't happen. Right. Until step one happens. Right. Because right. it's just lip service. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, you're like, I'm going to put all my faith in him and I'm going to follow him and I'm going to do this for him. And But he, he wants you to do it for you. Yeah. He wants you to start and fix your brokenness to then come to him. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what I mean but, by those action steps that you need to take. Like, see, we see this throughout scripture. He wants us to take an action step before he could forgive Manasseh. Manasseh had to take that action step of genuine humility and repentance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I like. I'm, I'm not saying that you do it for yourself or you, you fix yourself. Right. I know that's not what you're saying, yeah. but but you have to take an action step to show seriousness and commitment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll be, you know, you know, the worst part for 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 my sin, it's the people you hurt. Yeah, That's right. really hard to get past that. Uh, you know, I, I hurt my wife with it. I really did. And it, that's hard to forgive myself for. It's that, really it, hard. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that sin, you said your sin hurt your wife. But any sin, no matter what it is, is going to affect somebody. It hurts somebody. Life. It's going to yeah. hurt somebody. In your it's life. the ripple effect. It's right? the ripple mm-hmm. effect, yeah. The reason I bring that up is reconciliation is an important part of the process. It is. It's a really important part. And honestly, one of the things that helped me understand how forgiving God could be toward me was that my wife forgave me and she didn't have to right right she you know she she would have been authorized to divorce me and she didn't she forgave me and that was one of the things that god utilized to show me the magnitude of his forgiveness is right. that if she's capable of it why wouldn't i be was sort of his response to me you know what mm-hmm. i mean what, right. what sense does that make why would i cast you off if your fallible wife didn't you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But reconciliation is a very important part of the process. When you've hurt somebody, you've you've got to seek to make that right if you can. If you, especially if you know that you've done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, sometimes yeah. you don't know that you've hurt somebody because nothing's ever said. They just either quit talking to you or quit doing anything, doing business with you. Because right. I, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, that's what happened. And you don't know. And that's what happened. It's the lack of communication part. You know, Ron. Right got mad at me right. and I didn't even know it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, well, you should have talked to me, you know. And But, I mean. Yeah. So, yep. follow-up question for me to you, Carl, is what was, and you might not be comfortable sharing, but what was the fail-safe to help through that process for you? For that specific thing? Yeah. If, if, like I said, not not putting those images in front of myself was okay. a big thing. Okay. That was a big thing. It, but, and I, there were, I had to recognize the other thing. It's, it's Usually with a sin like that, it's not – there's usually something else underneath. Right. There's usually something else that's that's less obvious that's driving it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And for me, it was – it's pride. Right. It was 100% pride. Right. I, you know, I didn't that, feel like I'm not getting what I need in this relationship, so I'm going to seek it elsewhere. Right. That's what it was. That's pride. That's putting yourself ahead of the people around you. In my case, putting myself ahead of my wife. And, you know, one of those fail-safe to answer your question is yeah. – to train myself to see things from her perspective and to be more inclined to seek the good of those around me as opposed to what I want from them. Right. Yeah. And that's hard to reprogram your brain with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, especially when it's built upon years of bad behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. That rewiring process is, is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, you know, whatever, whatever addiction that you are talking about, you know, and whatever you are battling, that is extremely hard to do because some of the things are, um, are physical or, you know, um, some, you know, more emotional and some of them are, you know, have, uh, detrimental to your health yeah. in some yeah. ways, you yeah. know, to where you Correct. people that are on drugs and if they stop, then it's withdrawal symptoms and things right. like that, you know, so it's not, yeah. well, I mean, that was mine, right? Mine mm-hmm. was alcoholism, right? I knew that. <clears throat> so for me, it was to take myself out of those situations now, which meant <clears throat> I couldn't do the things that I enjoyed but then I had to reevaluate and say, did I really like those things, doing those things? Or did I like it because I could drink while I was doing those things? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Now, it could have been extreme to where, like, I didn't even go to the gas station because there was alcohol there. And right. and then, you know, whatever. Right. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. That I had a little bit of willpower for that. But, like, there was other things. Like, stop going to live sporting events for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I mean... Again, just totally remove yourself from that situation as much right. as you can. Right. You know, yeah. And, and one of the fail-safes that I put in was, hey, this was my spot. So, like, if I haven't... You text me, and I haven't texted you back for a little bit? If you're over by there, would you mind driving by there so you don't see my car there. I mean, that that was it. I mean, obviously, I kept myself busy in other ways mm-hmm. to where I didn't even think about it. But then, like you said, I didn't really go through cold sweats as much, but it was more the glass is half empty. Like, this day to- was so terrible. If only I could have a drink. It would make it all better. Right. Going back to like you said, you'll lie to yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you'll, you can potentially or, make a mountain or, out of a molehill. Or, and all oh, I need is just this day was more. This day was fabulous. Let's drink to celebrate. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so no matter which end of the spectrum yeah. you're on. No, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And I think that can apply to any of us, oh. uh, you know, because, I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, look, 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 look at the job I just did. Let me go buy this car. Let me, you know, or... Whatever charge it is. more money for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you know, like, you know. Look, I done, a, I done an excellent job there. So hey, you know what? If I tack on another hundred bucks, they ain't gonna know. You know, yeah, right? Yeah. And and to like Carl's point, I don't know about you. Already said that you don't even think about the money part anymore. But every know. once in a while, when you really have that no good, terrible, bad day, I'm like, man, I wish I did have a drink. Mm-hmm. All the time, like not all the time, like but it bubbles up, right? Right, mm-hmm. and I think it's worse because I did like the taste of it, like a connoisseur taste things type, not just to in devour it. So it changed my mindset. It was more of a. I like this or I didn't like this or hey let's put an orange peel in this and not in this mm-hmm. 
right? Right. And but I also went other vices. Like I started being more picky about coffee or more picky about hot tea. Just so in my mind, like you said, to rewire it, it just tricked my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, look, we can get sleepy time mint tea. Yeah. Just put or, an orange in that. You know. <laughs> and like the other day, I didn't I was at lunch after church and like I loved I loved blue moons. And he put orange peels in them. And for whatever reason, I was really wanting one really bad. But I had sweet tea. So I asked the waitress. I was like, hey, can you grab some oranges? And I'll just throw them in my sweet tea. Of course, my wife and my daughter and everybody else at the table looked at me like I was weird. Because who puts orange <laughs> slices in sweet tea? But you know what? It got, the narrator. It, the narrator. <laughs> yeah. When I took that drink, I was like, yeah, that wasn't such a hot idea. <laughs> but maybe it was just the, the citrus orange part that I was actually craving and not the actual right. Right. drink so itself. Did it, so did it curb your appetite did. the blue moon? Yeah, it did. Yeah. See? So. Yeah, so another way. Another yeah. way of tricking your mind and still sending it along that correct path, you know? Right. And, you know, that's, you know, I'm, I'm the same if I, most of the time at the shop, I'll get to thinking, man, I should be charging more money for this or I should be charging more money for that. And then, you know, I look around, I'm like, why? Look at everything God has given me. Yeah. And I've done it with not charging so much money. God has blessed me to be able to help people that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more sometimes for me, it might not just be a stupid orange peel in my sweet tea, right? But it's actual like self reflection of look at all the stuff that could be gone <clears throat> with the drop of a hat. Yes. For just one, one sip, mm-hmm. one whatever. Right. One picture, mm-hmm. you know, one overcharge, yep. whatever. Yeah, because it's just... Is it really worth it? it? That's when you ask yourself, and then yourself, either A, lies to you, and you fall, or B, you work that much harder to keep that bubble back down. Mm -hmm. But then even you have C, to where it's one person that you previously hurt sees that. Yeah. And then all that trust... Is just completely gone. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't matter yeah. if you know that it, it, it was really, really in the whole scheme of everything, nothing. You know, because it, was, it wasn't a fall or it wasn't a you know total destruction of all, everything that that God's helped you helped you do. But it's still just that that trust issue and that destroying that again. Mm-hmm. You know, is 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 like having tobacco in your pocket. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, yep. What you're next? <laughs> so, well, I'll just I'll hit on that, and that because that was something that was really big on mine, and and uh, that was the trust. I mean, that's why that, I tied it a, in oh, yeah. with the trust issue that oh, you were yeah, talking huge. about. Because um, at the point in time, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps, you did usually, if not all, you did one of three things in the military: you either smoked, drank a lot, or you chewed, and. Uh, family of alcoholics that I had. I didn't drink a lot. Um, 
was never a smoker, so I, I chewed. Well, when I came out and everything, and my wife and I got together, like at one point I had told her I did, never did it around her or anything like that. And then it, uh, when we drove out here, then I did again, and I just kind of started back up again, never did it in front of her and and all this stuff. And, and then at one point she said, okay, this is this is it. This is, well, you got to do something. You got to stop because this is now going to affect your health. It was affecting my teeth and stuff like that, you know. So she's like this you know, mm-hmm. it's not for any other reason. I mean, because you're, you're a grown man, you can do what you want to do, make your own decisions, but now it's affecting your health. And that's, that's what affects me. So, so I said that I did, didn't for a long time. And, uh, at one point we were going to a birthday party with our children at a bowling alley in Columbia. And I was so brazen about it that I had a little pouch in in my pocket of my shorts that I had already planned out in my mind that, oh, well, before we leave, I'm going to go in the bathroom, put this in, and I'll have something to drink on the way home. So never be the wiser. And I truly believe God, for some reason, had my wife put her hand in my pocket because it was not, uh, it was like cargo shorts, you know, so it was like way down here. No reason whatsoever for, you know, her to get in there. And I freaked out as soon as she put her hand in there. And then, of course, she knew something was up and pulled it out and showed her. And she proceeded to go in the bathroom and probably stayed in there for like 45 minutes. Wasn't going to go home with me. Wasn't going to do all of these things. And, uh, and again, wasn't what it was. It was that trust issue. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that, that I had destroyed for, because again, she, then she didn't know at that point I had to, of course, tell her I never really quit, mm-hmm. you know, but that trust just broke, broke that wall so badly that, you know, it was, it was devastating to us. And, right. uh, you know, so to, and then, so, so not to huh. dive deeper into it, but an example of the ripple effect was the kids at the birthday party, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Because mom's mad now. Oh yeah, mom's in the bathroom. Mom, dad's mad. feeling guilty, so he's mad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then, and then kids come out. What's going on? What's wrong with mom? What's uh, right. why are you mad, dad, and everything else? And you know, so yeah, it does. It was. Yeah. And my whole thing was just the guilt of. Of course, it, it didn't. Never came across that way. Right. Was, mine was the guilt of the fact of that I. had caused her to feel this way Mm -hmm. and that I had betrayed her Mm -hmm. because again, and, and I didn't even realize it at this time, but like that betrayal was no different than cheating on her. Right. I'd broken the same trust. Mm -hmm. I had broken a covenant with God that I wasn't going to lie to her, you know, and all of this stuff. And, um, so to rebuild that took a really, really long time, you know, and I know people listening may think, well, that's stupid. But I mean, it is, it's the same thing. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about sin is sin, and you know, addiction is addiction, and and, and it, it's a it, it, that ripple effect. It can be life altering. Yeah. Well, in that case, I imagine what's going through her head is probably if he's lying about this, what else is he right. lying about? Right. Yeah, that's what. That's oh, yeah. what it was for my wife for sure. Absolutely. Well, and that's yeah. Yeah. And if he can hide this from me, and then of course, not to say it's any different, but for this long. What else? What else? What else is there? Right. And you, you could, until you're blue in the face, taking your last breath, can Correct. say nothing. It's right. not, it's, that's not going to matter well, because you've broken that trust. And yeah. also the same thing is like it doesn't even have to be you 
being the culprit, right? Like yeah. somebody could have broken tr- trust before. Oh yeah, with a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're the one that has to deal. Not deal. Deal's probably a harsh word, but you're the one that has to live through with, that. Through that mm-hmm. with with them, and that was previous. I mean, she had had a previous relationship that was like that, and there were lots and lots, and and I think that that too was then a longevity of building up trust right. to not lying and not doing this to then it's it's quickly and, gone. And, and, and yeah. I, that had come up, of course, yeah, during right. an argument, which you know yeah. is never a good time, but <laughs> um, but and it was like seriously, you know, just yeah. puffing my chest. Seriously, you're going to compare this to that? You right. know, I mean, because it was. It was legit infidelity for in a whole nother relationship and all this kind of stuff. But it, it took a long time for me to see that, how is it different? Right. I mean, you know, because it, it is. Trust you, you, is trust. Oh, yeah. Yep. No matter what. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, honestly, every relationship is built on it, or it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's with your friends, whether it's with your spouse, whether it's with your, you know, with, with God. I mean, you, you obviously have trust in God. Why? Because he gave his son. Mm-hmm. I mean, what bigger thing? You, you, you know what I mean? And and that's never been tested. I mean, that's never been broken. That's never, you know, so then everything that you're striving to do in life is to be like that. And to not have that, I think, is, is right. why that's such a big, well, huge you thing. You relationship is built on trust, and it, it should be built on trust. So that means if, you, if you're building a relationship and you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship. Right. You're building your foundation on false concrete blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Building, not being the wise man, building that how that foundation on the sand, huh? Yeah. So and what were you... Trust is so much easier to break than build. Yeah. yeah. You can oh, break yeah. it in a second. Oh, yeah. And it takes years to build it back up. Oh, mm-hmm. Sad thing is you can build you can build that trust up, break it in a second, and then it takes twice as long to build back, you, oh, yeah. to the first time. Yeah. yeah. You got back to. Was there something else you wanted to hit on? Um, no, I just I, I think that for me, too, um, I think a long... I think I put a lot of faith in other people um, loving and caring about me just because they should mm-hmm. to find that m- my most genuine and closest people are the ones that love me just because they do. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, Not because they have to. Right. Right. You know, because you, 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 know, you, you have certain people in your life that no matter what, just because they're family, they should. Mm-hmm. They should be loving and kind and, and, and there for you and things like that to then realize that that's not it. You know, I mean, it's, it's people that genuinely care about you for no reason that, that are the ones that are there for you. And I've been blessed by that as well to be, to, to finally find people like that, you know? And I thought for a long time I was looking for something like that like kind of from my military background of the, the, uh, accountability and all of that and having a group, like a band of brothers, if you will. Yeah. But then I realized, you know, I never really had that. I mean, cause everybody says in, when you're in, you know, that like, Oh, it's all about the, the unit and the, you know, all of these things, but they break you down so much to where it's never about you. If, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, that's a big mental thing too. I mean, that's a big mental breakdown, you know, and part of it I understand for 
combat situations and things like that. Like you got to be concerned about the guy next to you and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it, in the same time, when when there are other situations to where you're wallowing, mm-hmm. you know, in something that you do need people that you can reach your hand up and they're going to pull you out and, right. and stuff. So and yeah, I've been definitely blessed with people that that do that for me and that'll you know slap me back around when I need to. Starting with my wife, you know, I mean, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge as well, you know, to have somebody who um, can can put themselves aside so that you can build a better relationship with your your God and everything like that. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's really love unless it's for no reason. Yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. like to, to me, you know, it's it's more like a mutually beneficial arrangement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When there's stipulations yeah. attached to it, like you should, or, you know, I'll love you if you love me back. It's, it's not really love anymore. Right. You know right. what I mean? You're just, you're doing something for somebody. You're, you're jumping right. through hoops for somebody to no get something back. on love. Exactly. All. Right. Yeah. And that's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's pull the needle off the record. I want to say real quick that it doesn't have to be a fail safe like that's not necessarily a word that you have to use for it protection i don't know i used fail safe or the firewall because i've been doing it for 20 years and that's kind of the protection from the viruses and stuff that get in so that's how i correlate it sure with me um because i think that's for me that's a perfect example right like you have your computer, your laptop, whatever, your device, mm-hmm. and you put up that firewall that so nothing else can get in. Yep. Like the bad stuff. Right. Um, I also want to thank you guys because I wanted to have this conversation for a while. I just, even if it was off record, because I know it reassures myself. That I'm not alone in battling Absolutely. things, mm-hmm. and sometimes I play the ten foot tall bulletproof guy, and then sometimes I'm the crying little baby like Mike usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, final thoughts in hope. Um, I got two. Um, your fail-safe, whatever it is, uh, should be those or whatever is in Christ. And then uh, find someone or something as your fail-safe that will lead you back to Christ. Ditto. Because I was going to say something like that. <laughs> I saw your hand gestures, and you're like, Mike, you stole mine. But, <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, you know. Nothing any truer said right there. Just find just find somebody that you can fall back on and, and truly find somebody that you can trust. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Carl? I just want to say, and I know this isn't original, but don't don't set a place for Satan at your table and then act shocked when he comes for dinner. There you go. You need to mm-hmm. take the things of the enemy that are leading you astray. Get it out of your house. Yep. Get it out of your heart. Get it out of your mind. Do whatever it takes. Because those things will get a grip on you sooner or later. If you oh, keep yeah. it around. Yeah. 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 For me, I think you have to start. You have to realize from step one 
that it's got to change because mm-hmm. it'd be insanity if you're doing the same thing expecting a different result mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter whatever it is like like I said I gave a couple of examples for my alcoholism and my stuff but there's also another reason why I do 200 devotionals at a time right like and they're not all because I go down different rabbit holes or I want to dive in it's more of how do I help myself maybe if I'm thinking about this devotional and what it's talking about then I won't think about that right you're just putting stuff in your face that takes your mind elsewhere right idle hands idle hands right and nothing better to put in your face than God right right. so for those listening I would say just be aware Mm -hmm. and if you're at that point you can reach out and ask for help there's no shame in that absolutely and please don't forget there's hope on the other side of it right it's so easy to lose sight of hope when you get when you get caught in that trap yeah um, join us on our Facebook group if you have Facebook and comment, give us some questions. Um, just communicate with us. We like that. Give us some episode topics that you want to hear us discuss. Um, tell us how bad we're doing or how good we're doing. We don't care. We'll take it. If you have a long form that you want to talk to us about and for topics or whatever questions about a previous episode what do we mean maybe we got something wrong maybe we said something wrong or you thought was wrong whatever email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com and if you're done with this one and you still want more podcasts to listen to go listen to Carl's and Chris's That Philly Face Podcast yeah yeah. <laughs> Philly with a PH. Yeah. Uh, Specified. Yeah. <laughs> and until next time. Broken Records Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.